Good evening, everyone. Sorry about that little uh, blank there. Um, episode 95 of So What's Been Happening, Thursday the 1st of August. It's uh, Time's rolling on now as we head closer to episode 100. Uh, who would have thought, hey? The old story wasn't go, supposed to go past episode one, um, but it's been a, a long journey uh, during the bad years um, where it kicked off uh, as... Uh, as I think I heard Nathan refer to them as the bad years uh, at a gig on only on the weekend, and that's probably the best way to determine it. And uh, let's forget about those days and uh, hope they never return. But what is um, we've had many guests return, and we hope uh, after Nathan, after we have a chat with Nathan, that he can return and have a good chat to us every time uh, he brings out a new single or an album. So it's an exciting time for Nathan to uh, bring out new music uh, on the back of. Um, the bad years and bring it into the good years. Uh, it's an exciting time. So um, we're going to talk about, just before we bring Nathan up, we're just going to run through very quickly um, what we normally do. We start off with uh, the number and depending on what that number was, um, what happened, whether it be someone wearing the number 95 or what happened in 95. So here's a couple of 95s for you. There we are, 1995 and some famous 95s in there. So, all right, let's move on and bring up um, fresh off Fuzzy Sundays, uh, which was only last Sunday. Um, fantastic guest. Here we bring him up, Nathan Seeks. How are you, mate? Good, Aaron. How welcome. are you? Yeah, welcome, mate. Welcome to what's been happening. Thank you very much. It was uh, look when you start with Windows ninety five. How am I? How am I going to compete with Windows ninety five? <laughs> yeah, it's it's. Um, there's probably some people still using it. That's the scary part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They probably are. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, not not you clearly because that's that's a that's smooth intro, man. That was catchy. It was good. Ah, oh, cheers, man. It helps when you got a good uh, good soundtrack from our friends at Electric Mary to. Uh... Yeah, it was rocking. It was good. Yeah, so it was good, and um, it's been great as you would have seen in some of those visuals. We've had plenty of guests up um, from a from a wide genre of all sorts of things, from from art um, all the way through to arts and, and music, um, and just guys just generally having a chat. So. Um, the story behind this podcast, really, Nate, how it came together is um, we got sick of going for a walk um, and having a chat to people during those the bad days. And um, we'd, we'd walk around the block and then we'd talk about, we got sick of talking about the same old people. Mm. So we started thinking, oh, I wonder what, uh, you know, good old Jono down in Geelong's doing. Um, and while we couldn't have a chat to him, um, we thought we'd just work out how to go live on Facebook and click the button. And all of a sudden, uh, that's how it kicked off. And we got a muso mate on first gig. Obviously, we were very wary of what happened in the music world with everything shut down overnight, um, pubs and clubs and everything else. Um, we were lucky enough to be able to work from home, a lot of us. But in this case, um, you know, a lot of people didn't either and that had their careers um, just decimated overnight. And uh, as you know, um, a couple of years on, Nath, uh, we're up to episode 95. So welcome. Welcome, mate. It's a huge effort, man. Well done. Yeah, so we aim to just keep it going, mate. And honestly, we've had some really good reaction just on chats, uh, just general chats about life, um, but also finding out we've had musicians on for a lot of the episodes um, and also got them back. And we just, it's something we love, uh, music and out there seeing gigs. And we like to always try and share it with an artist and find a little bit about the artist and, and what else is uh, going on in their world and where they've been. And, um, you know, you can um, have a chat. Uh, well, you know, you may be able to give a bit of information out to a young and up-and-coming artist as well as someone else that thought they know enough about you but obviously didn't know anything and, until we had this chat uh, mm. and they'd be surprised with what they find out. So 
There we That's go. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Yeah. All right, mate. Well, let's um, let's kick kick all the way back off to your first music memory, uh, in the house. Who who was it? Do you, do you ever remember? And what, you know was, what? what was on the radio play? Um. So like, like, like I'm forty three. I think I don't know. Yep. I, I once the yeah, everything just became blur. Um. Um. So like most folks my age. There was like one of those really big silver stereos with like the components. Um, yep. It was a you know a pioneer cassette. It was the amp. It was the the FM radio that like as you move that you could almost feel the slider go across the, the FM dial. Like you know it, it went up and up and up, um, and then it would go you know it would go green for AM and orange for FM. Um, and like, and I had no idea what those letters meant. I was just like, ah, sick colors. Um, and I, I remembered I would sit, one of the earliest memories I've got is sitting like, like that to the glass, you know, opening up the, the cabinet or, you know, sitting that close to the glass. Um, and it was the time when the, the never ending story came out. And so it was like Fox FM and that theme song was everywhere. And I remember like I sat cross-legged and just like, like this. And I remember just that, that the, the song from never ending story. I reckon that's the earliest memory of, of music in the house. Um, And then it was, you know, dad's dad's record collection was right in the cupboard next door to the, you know, the component, and um, the Doors, LA Woman, was was yeah, this, right. yeah. And it was it was because it was Riders on the Storm, like yeah. on the the B side, I think. And so you've got that like thunderstorm sort of crackle happening. And I was like, yeah. this, what's this music? This isn't yeah. this isn't Never Ending Story. This isn't um, you know the stuff that you you're hearing on Countdown or yeah. you know, yeah, not, yeah. It was, it was yeah. That was probably my earliest memories. Yeah, very different. Um... Well, I don't think we've had a doors, a doors straight up as as an early memory uh, of music, which is great. Um, it's a it's a good way to be and a real uh, a real trip as a young kid, break, waking up um, with the doors cranking, yeah, especially like, rolls on the storm. Oh yeah, and my my parents are they're pretty straight straighty one eighty, you know, like yeah. for for mum and dad to have a doors record, you know, it was uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. And like it was a good collection there. It was nice, yeah, awesome, yeah, awesome. Um, and music in the family at all? Is that is that been part of uh, any roots there? Um, so my grandfather was um, he was part of the the, the Welsh male choir. Um, um, so when they were they moved out here in the early sixties, he brought his seven kids from a small um, village just sort of north of Cardiff. Um, and he wanted a better life for, for the kids and the family. So um, my grandparents emigrated to Australia moved to Frankston. And um, he brought the, 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 the Welsh choir with him, that feeling. Um, and in the community, he got, um, he, you know, he, he started it up in Melbourne. Um, and he passed earlier in the year. And at his, his funeral, um, the current members of the, the Welsh male choir in Melbourne, where they they sang at his funeral, and it was 
he had this big barrel chest and like right up until he passed, he was a dude you wouldn't want to mess with. Like mm-hmm. he was a, a coal miner and a, a crane driver. And I think that genetic sort of rumbling in my big yeah. barrel chest uh, comes from him. But my parents have always said that they don't know where the, the music came from because they don't play. My sister yeah. played the French horn for a little bit, uh, yeah. a little bit of violin when I was a kid, just mm-hmm. hear that screeching through the hall and, um yeah but um yeah i think it, yeah the grand the grandfather yeah right, right. and the guitar was uh, the first instrument first and last instrument for you to pick up um yeah around grade six um mum was was dead keen on on me starting an instrument um i said drums and she said no yeah uh so i went back to the table with saxophone yeah, and nice. she said no um she said we've got an old guitar you can use that and i was like ah okay um you know so i I, i'm pretty thankful that she she said no to to the drums because that that's too much to pack up man that's a lot to cut around that is it is um guitars are hard enough especially if you become a guitar junkie like a lot of people and uh almost have to have one per song these days yeah well that's um it's funny you should say that i had a, a friend pop in just after work today and he's got uh, he's got a maths rule for guitars that n is the number of guitars you have, uh, n plus one is what you need. So yeah. you always you always you always need that extra one. He's got the same rule for skateboards. Like it's it's a, it's a good rule for life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you um, you definitely fall in love with them, don't you? Um, all shapes, oh, all sizes, all colours. Um, and the longer they hang around the longer the memories uh, and more memories they create. So they're harder to uh, part with, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. There are some that I I really regret uh, getting rid of some of the guitars I had when I was a teenager. <clears throat> but no one can tell you what to do when you're a teenager. So you're like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll sell this and I'll buy this other thing. And you look back at it and you're like, why did I do that? You absolute yeah. goose. I gave up this for that. That's right. So now, like, I'll I'll never get rid of anything. Like, I'll just hoard it. I I would hate to look back and go, geez, I I wish I'd held on to that, you know, that bass or that guitar or, um, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's definitely an an addictive, an addictive thing, man. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. We're going to be, uh, you've been nice enough to, um, be able to play us a couple of live tracks. So I'm going to uh, get you to pick up that guitar, mate, and um, and give us your first one. All right. Um, so in March of this year, um, I put the first song out from the album, uh, Something Rare and Beautiful, that came out at the end of June. Um, and this was one of the last ones that I wrote for the album. I didn't do a whole lot of writing during the, the bad years. Um, and this is one that I took to rehearsal with the band. Like we'd had the record written or I had the record written. I'd done all the homework. I'd done the preparation. Um, and then, you know, there was lockdown after lockdown. It was like that, that series of, uh, unfortunate events. No, the series of like, we just came out and then we went back in pretty much straight away. Like, I think I went outside and then, you know, on the TV, it was like, ah, sorry, sucker. Uh, you gotta you gotta go back in for another six weeks. We saw you outside. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we um you know, we had the thing written and in that time, like we just took a big break because I we had the, a baby that arrived, 
uh, you know, life changed pretty dramatically. Um, and so I ended up having more time to write. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is one that, that came out at the start of the year, last song to, to be written for the album. I took it to the band and we were just, we all looked and we knew, yeah, that, that's, that's a winner. Uh, it's called The Wildest Thing. No problem. Cutting through the crowd You were shining like a star Watch you dancing on the table Stealing drinks across the bar You sang to Wilson Pickett You knew every single song When they kicked you out for smoking Told me I should tag along Cause you were only gonna be in town tonight you were the wildest thing I've ever seen. You said through night and day with me. Living out of weeks and every moment in between. You were the wildest thing I've ever seen. I didn't give a second thought to ditching all my friends so we could break into the pool, climbing right over the fence. I tried to shift my eyeline when you stripped off all your clothes. Then you laughed and called me bashful. Then you pulled me in so close. Well, you said your name was Sarah, but you lied. You were the wildest thing I've ever seen. You sailed through night and day with me. Living out of weeks and every moment in between. You were the wildest thing I've ever seen. you up, I love you so. You were the wildest thing I ever sang. You said through night and day with me. Living out of weeks and every moment in between. You were the wildest thing I ever sang. You were the Awesome, man. Absolutely awesome. I love it. Um, it was actually the first time I heard it um, live, obviously, this last Sunday, just gone with Fuzzy Sundays. So mm. um, I'd heard 
a sneak preview of it um, a little bit that you'd kind of posted recently and then uh, the album's come out. Only, yep. It's only a week or so old, isn't it, now? Um, it came out on the 23rd of June, so about five okay. weeks. Yeah, month, yeah, month yeah. old. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, um, that's good. Sneaking up quickly. June, oh, June flipped by super, super quick. quick. Yeah, <laughs> sure did. Um, the wildest thing. Great name, mate. Great name. Yeah. Um, I don't like. I don't even know how. Like, I, you know, I, I wanted to do a, um, you know, a love song, a, a drinking song, or like, oh, that that sounds really country. Um, <laughs> I don't like. For a lot of the times that I write stuff, I'll I'll sort of just make it up as I go and, and record it as I go and then go back to it and go, you know, which, which lines are sort of sticking out or, um, but that one sort of came together really quickly, you know, in an afternoon and, you know, um, I borrowed a bit from where the wild things are. That's like one of my favorite books of all time. So, you know, there's some references in there. So thanks to the late, great Maurice Sendak for letting me, yeah. Not not being not being grumpy. Not <laughs> I'm not getting calls from his estate. Yeah, yeah. Um, and album art. Um, we're huge oh. on album art here, and always talk about it. So, um, tell us a little bit about this one, mate. I know it's um, part of part of other things as well, but closer to the other album. But just tell us a little bit about this one and where that came from. Um, so the idea, sort of, it's it started in my head of this. Um, like the roadside motel, um, there was some some Instagram photographers that I was that I was following, um, and I really just I loved that idea um, when we were traveling around the states of of the old sort of you know that we stayed in those sort of drive up motels where you know it was as cheap as chips and um, you know it was it was ratty and dirty and um, you didn't care it was part of the experience part of the adventure um and so you know i went to uh the artist his name is jace harper uh he's a, a queensland artist um and i came across his work because he does the posters for shock kickers yep. um and he'd done a poster for skyscraper stand did a residency there yeah. and the the poster popped up and i was like that's that's the art that's you know in my head, like that, that style. Mm. Um, and it didn't take long for him to, to get it. And so this, each of the singles is like all, all the singles in the album take place like in that same motel. Um, the, the day time of day changes and the car changes and the, like there's little, you know, Easter eggs. And, you know, I want, I wanted people to be able to go and, and have a, a second look or a third look, or to, you know, especially with the record as well, to be able when you've got it on you know twelve inch vinyl and you're you're looking at it like I do, like you know, and a lot of people you you want to you want you want to take something away from that. Um, mm. Yeah, so I, I I really dug what he what he was able to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's bring up the uh, the album cover while we're there. Uh, that's the next the next progression of it, or that, or this where it all culminates. Um, in yeah. But yeah, like it, it was, and it was nice because it sort of gives, it captures the vibe of the the song. Like, um, you know, I I didn't want a photo of me on the the album cover, yep. so that you know, every time I'm trying to 
so trying to sell it off to people, I, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm selling part of myself. At least, you know, here it's, you know, it's someone else's art that goes with my songs, you know? Yeah. 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 yeah it creates, definitely creates a story and, and the whole feel for, for the, for, you know, picturing, picturing, you know, where potentially the song could be placed or, you know, the album sits in that part yeah, of for sure. wherever. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah, that could be central mid Queensland driving through or New South Wales, but it also could be, you know, almost on route 66 um, in the States. So it's, yeah. uh, it's a real journey. Um, like, like storytelling is, um, as you know, um, your first song you ever wrote. Um, do you remember oh, it? Yes. Um, I do. Um, and it was terrible. Um, and it was like, I, I reckon I would have been in, in about year eight. So I yep. started playing guitar in grade six and yeah, mate, I, I reckon I wrote it. I wrote it for a girl and yep. I did, I did that, that thing you do when you're a dumb kid, you, uh, you get the cassette, the cassette tape deck out <laughs> and you hit the two buttons and like I recorded it and I gave her the tape and she was so polite about it. And it was like, I, I know it in my head. It's yeah. shocking. Um, and she was, yeah, she was so very polite about it. Um, and I think that that probably encouraged me to do more of it because I was like, yeah. oh, like it, it didn't get laughed down. She was probably absolutely cacking herself yeah. And you know, sharing it with her friends and having a laugh about it, but you know, it was all about rainbows and clouds and stuff like that. And you're like, Yeah, right. You know, what life experience have you got when you're 13, 14? Yeah. Oh, it's kind of cool though that you had that, you know, that initial buzz from it from writing a song that of the power of what music can do, I guess, put a smile on someone's face and um the way to portray emotions in another way. So mate, year eight's a pretty good effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was three cool. Yeah, it was it was advanced for thirteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did a uh did then a love song become a breakup song? Um she like we weren't even going out. Yeah, right. Like so it didn't yeah, work I that was, well for you. No, oh god, no, 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 no. I was <laughs> it was like I really like you as a friend. And yeah. I was like, Oh, oh damn. I think that was like the first time that that Friends had ever like. been it was the first of many times that that was said to me. Oh, that's all right. Um, yeah, yeah. Happens to the best. You're a real sweet man. guy. Yeah, happens to you. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're like a by brother. The by the way, who's, who's your friend? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, we mentioned that obviously, you you know, your first instrument and your stylemate instrument now is, is becoming guitar. Um, yeah. Do you still play anything else or um, is guitar it for you now? Um, I like we've got an almost two year old, um, and so there's ukuleles around all around the house. Yeah. Uh, so I, I can play a mean, out of tune ukulele. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm trying to nail the the bluey intro theme song on the ukulele. Mm. Um, that that's 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 a good one. Um, I I play I've self taught a little bit of piano um i tried to get my head around banjo um i'd love to be able to get my really big hands around a mandolin mm. but it's like i put one finger on the on the fretboard and it covers the whole fretboard yeah, yeah. Um, and you've got to be pretty pretty nimble 
So a lot of respect for for mandolin players out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I I, I stick to uh, wide necked guitars. Yeah. No, we'll stick to it now, mate. You do it well. So um, you. you've been doing it for a while, but you're uh, you're hitting your straps now, uh, especially with this album. I think this album's a ripper. And uh, to comment from a mate of mine who who came to the gig on on uh, Sunday um, is late to. Late to your party, but definitely on board now. Um, bought the album and uh, absolutely loves it. So he it certainly did. I remember selling it to him. Yeah, it was a good yeah. uh, good recommendation from Johnny uh, Wordy, um, who oh. who's uh, who's a big fan of yours, obviously. Um, first time oh, I discovered you was uh, at the Union, actually. So not that long ago, really. I'm kind of pretty late to the party as well. Um, but it's uh, it's a great time to to check out new music um, so many gigs on now and um, it's a little bit hard to get to all these gigs these days. Um, we try and get to and support as many as we can. We probably see three or four gigs a week these days um, out supporting music. Uh, I think it's so important that if you, um, if you haven't been out getting amongst music, you, you really need to for not only the musicians, but the venues and getting everyone's confidence again. Um, it's a tough time. I know, but uh Still need to dig deep and, and try and support everyone because uh, definitely uh, getting everyone together. Um, well, I found like Fuzzy Sundays was unbelievable. Just one of those great venues. Um, yeah, I think you mentioned able to have your kids there. Um, not, not often that happens. That must be pretty special, mate, to to be able to – you probably don't realise it as much now, but later on in life uh, it would be pretty special for him as well. Uh, look, um, so my wife and I for – you know, all of our time together, we've, you know, we've been running mates. Like that's, you know, join at the hip. We, you know, we we're always at gigs together. Um, if I was playing shows, it was always the two of us that went, um, you know, and that was really important to us that that, that didn't disappear when, um, when our son came along. But we wanted to be able to find a way to make it work where the three of us could go and, like, we, we talk about core memories um, and developing or fostering those those core memories, trying to find opportunities to lock those in for us, but also, you know, for him as he grows up um, and whether he, whether he gets into music or not, it doesn't matter. Like it's the experience of being together and sharing what we love with him um, and, you know, and vice versa. When he gets a bit older, we, you know, we'll reciprocate that. And, um, Earlier in the year, we I did a, a tour to South Australia as part of the Wildest Thing release, and there was three shows over a weekend. So we drove over on the Friday, played the Friday night, played the Saturday night, played the Sunday afternoon. He came along to to all three shows. Yep. Um, you know, I was up first, and he sort of he was there uh, with my wife. And then as he started to turn into a pumpkin, they said, "See you later." and tiptoed back to where we were staying yeah, yeah. Um, and then we you know we tried that again with New South Wales and Canberra and um, try to get him along to as many as possible like um, yeah, he loves the union like that yeah. that that stage area with the with the balustrade yeah. like yeah, yeah. I've got lots of photos of you know of him I, see that photo. I, I haven't got that photo but I've got this one which is a cracker oh, as well. yeah, um, yeah so that was Queenscliff Music Festival last year yeah. Um, and when there is no stage and you're just playing on the ground, there's no stopping him. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like it, it, 
I'm kind of bummed because like it took me like, you know, I'm in my forties now. It took me up till now to get onto that stage and he just rolls up. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, he hasn't done the hard work. He hasn't put in, hasn't put in the hard yards. And he, you know, he he's backstage, and, you know, like meeting, you know, Kim Salmon and he's meeting, you know, Ash Naylor and Sherry Parry. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I'm meeting them for the first time. How, you know, yeah. yeah. So it's nice that, um, you know, we're getting these experiences together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as I said, you you take it for granted almost at the moment, but um, yeah, it'll be pretty special later in life for sure to look back on those memories. Um, yeah. All right, mate. We're going to kick off with uh, with the second one as you uh, moisten the lips. Um, what what else have you got for us? Um. So, one of the the songs that I, I think I put probably more effort into to writing, drafting. I think I, I rewrote this song like five times to, to get it right. Um, was the second single that came out just before the album. Um, it's about a, a, a 1970 LC Tarani. You can see the little image behind our, our lovely faces there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it was, uh, it was, I was 11 years old when dad brought home that, home that car um, you know, I wanted to write on this record being the second one and I, I didn't know how many of them I'd get to to put out. I wanted to put some more of myself into this album. Um, and so went pretty hard on the autobiographical nature of, of writing. Uh, so I wrote this for Dad. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's, it's about one of the... One of the best cars that ever rolled off the assembly line. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, go for it. Eight hundred dollars and a bottle of gin. Can tell where the rust out. And the paint would begin. He brought it home bronze, but he swore it was gold. True 1970 sad to be whole. Well, that stick shit was supposed to read But that pool ball said six, which was great. My hand at the window. Head in the clouds, set in the tip deck, music of loud, my feet on the dashboard, winning out here. When I close my eyes, still picture me there in the passenger chair. Surf wax and sand stuck Never every crack And trace of a seatbelt Was hell in the back My sister would crouch When she drop us at school But I was a kid So I thought it was cool Learn to drive it Somewhere down the line Then by 18 that car would be mine 
my head at the window, my head in the cloud, sat in the tape deck, music about my feet on the dashboard, when in our head, I close my eyes, still picture me there, the passenger chair. Fantastic, mate. Um, such memories as a kid. You know, this is what I think. It sounds pretty old school, but kids these days won't appreciate that feeling. Uh, the cassette, the cassette feeling. Um, trying to change out songs over um, what's on the opposite side. Uh, the, the the tape that would wouldn't wind out. Uh, as you you know, all the disasters you used to have um, sharing cassettes and trying to read what song was next. Um, that was a cool experience, though, for sure. Yeah. Like, it, it wasn't a passive experience. Like, I find, you know, you're driving along now and you've got your phone connected to the, you know, Bluetooth, and it's passive because it's skipping to the next song and it's doing the thinking for you. Mm. You know, you don't – you're not really putting that time and effort in, that brain time. And, like, that's fine. Like, that, I'm not saying – that it should go back to that thing, but it's nice to have lived through that yeah. and to have that comparison, I suppose, that, you know, um, it's nostalgia and it's something that you can miss and go, oh, geez, that was nice. I'm glad I got to do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, like, I'm glad that I survived the the CD wallet era as well. Yeah, yeah like, absolutely. You're worrying about people on their mobile phones, but you yeah. used to have a, like a, a you know, the, the book, People. And you'd be in yeah. the in the car, you'd be flipping through, doing doing a hundred down the highway, and you're like, "How did we survive?" Yeah, and yeah. then uh, some genius brought in that little one that would hold about eight CDs behind the visor. Yeah, yeah, so you're constantly bringing it back down. <laughs> so it's well, right in your way, right in your eyesight. Trying to, yeah, even better. You get, the light hits it. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was good times though, for sure. Um, if you had to put a little playlist of five songs together now, mate, what's it look like for you these days? Who's your absolute five? Give us five go-tos. Five go-tos. I, I feel like that's that moment in that High Fidelity movie when he's just like, you know, yeah. are you talking, you know, top five songs for a Monday morning? Um, top five breakup songs? Uh, well, I'll give you this one. You're jumping in that LC Tirana. Okay. What are you playing? Um, look, I, I couldn't go past uh, some John Morland. Um, I I think he's one of the, the, the one of the best songwriters going around. Um, look, you know, I know. Yeah. Oh God, this is. I wish I'd done my homework, Aaron. Like, that's all right. Uh, we we find it better that uh, totally unprepared, mate. We get a we get a better reaction from from uh, from everyone because it just comes up as you're about to jump in the car now. I've just thrown you the keys. Yeah, walking out. What what do you? Oh, look, I'll I'll go. Like yeah, obviously um, some John Morland. I, you know, I, there's a, always a lot of Jason Isbell. Like yeah, I, um, the American Aquarium, who I'm wearing at the moment. Like they're they're huge uh, influences on me. Yeah. Um, lately, there's um, there's a girl out of Texas called Caitlin Butts. She's got like an eight track album, um, and that is that's just one of the most perfect little mini albums that I've heard in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that? That's four. Yeah, one more. Um, oh, the other one that we've been flogging for the past 12 months um, is Butch Walker as Glenn. Um, it's like a concept record. Um, that's one of the best, yeah, one of the best sort of pop rock, I don't even know what to call it. Just it's it's an awesome rock and roll record. It's basically Meatloaf and Billy Joel songs. Yeah, right. um, yeah, it's good. So that 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 rounds out my my top five. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. Um, do you find yourself in any kind of mashup world these days? Uh, the music's pretty experimental. People are talking about psych rock making a big comeback at the moment. Um, there's a lot of country musos also playing that sort of stuff. Just as what they love as soon as they plug in electrically. Obviously, acoustics a lot of your your go-to, but um, I don't know yeah. if you caught. Did you catch uh, the grapes set on Fuzzy Sundays? Oh, uh, we were heading out because, yeah, the, the, the boy decided to turn um, yeah. as as they took the stage. Um, yeah. yeah, look, I I don't know. Like, I, I stick to the acoustic because, like, you were there on Sunday – yeah, and you would have seen the you know the the band that I'm with. Um, so Sean, who plays guitar with me, yeah, incredible. Yeah, like just phenomenal. And you know, early on, I took an acoustic and an electric to rehearsal with a bunch of songs that I'd written. Um, and I reckon I got halfway through the first song on electric, and I was like, you know what, I'm 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 going to stay out of your lane. Like mm-hmm. that's. It, it gives time for him to shine, but also like I, I know where I'm comfortable. I know what my limitations are and I know what I can do on this thing or, or another acoustic guitar. I'm, yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a shredder. I've, it's never been something that has, you know, come to me. Um, yeah. um, I think there are, there are always wonderful people that you can tap on the shoulder and, and get them to do the, 
the good thing and you know everyone's got their their skill set yeah. um but yeah um yeah um and I, on this was, I just started talking no that's all right I, like I, I thought it was that was the first time i'd seen him play guitar uh, in yeah. that way too and just beautiful slide um and what he played is it's just enough like he wasn't overdoing it in sections and oh i thought it was great it was such a well-balanced um little band there mate um hats off to all you guys yeah the um like i've uh mark the drummer i've been playing with him for for eight years in in a couple of different outfits um matt who's on bass uh, when we were going in to do the heart of the city which is the the first record i did um i tapped him on the shoulder and pulled him out of retirement um and i you know i'd known him since he was sort of 15 playing punk rock shows down here in Geelong. We used to sneak them in to play underage uh, because they were cheap. Um, and we didn't have to give them drink cards. Yeah. Um, and, but Sean, like I, he was, you know, he was in metal bands uh, down here in Geelong and then got into the blues. And I reckon there's a fine line between metal playing and country chicken picking. Yeah. Um, and he's just like, yeah, he is. He's understated, um, and he, he he could let that ego get you know get a hold of him because he's he's so bloody good. And yeah. I find myself playing, and I'll I'll get to, I get distracted very easily, um, and I'll look over and I'll be like, oh damn, there's a there's a chord change. But yeah. I, like I'm a gog. I'm just like, you know, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a Beautiful balance between playing just enough and it's probably harder to play just enough so nicely, so effortlessly, that it's seemingly effortlessly, um, than, than just thrashing it out. So, um, yeah, he I could make it look hard at least. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Yeah, just like do, do like this occasionally, you know, sure. like absolutely look like he's struggling a little bit at least. Yeah, um, right. Looks like it comes so easy to him, but um, on this new album. Um, mate, let's just touch on that again. Yeah. Um, obviously, some great, some great tracks and a couple. I think a couple now you've released the singles. Um, yeah. What uh, What was the first one that you you considered absolutely finished? Um, was there one that came together kind of the quickest? I guess. Um, the first one I wrote for the for this album, or you know thinking about writing a collection of songs um, was uh, a song called Little Church, which is, I think, track six on the album. Um, and the, the first record, the f- first full-length album that I did, The Heart of the City, has got some real heavy hitters, like, thematically on it, lyrically, uh, you know, on that record. Um, and I wanted to, after touring it putting that out i wanted to get a little bit lighter for myself because mm-hmm. after singing those heavy songs for you know shows and shows and shows and um that it takes a little bit of a toll on the on the soul mm-hmm. um and so i wanted to be able to almost challenge myself to write something that was a little lighter tonally but still had weight um you know, could you write a, a happy song but still have it land in a in a way that's meaningful? Yeah. Um, and so 
I played it at the Merry Creek Tavern for the first time and I, you know, did the intro and said, you know, here's something brand new that I've just finished writing. Um, I, I wanted to write something a little bit more happy. And I got to the end of the set and uh, one of my good friends, she came up to me and she goes, you know, it's still sad. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, but it sounds happy. Mm. Um, and she said, "That, yeah, that's you, isn't it? Like, you know, yeah. You can you can do sad and happy and, and at the same time. So yeah. that that sort of freed me up to to do whatever I wanted to do, basically. Yeah. Just yeah. tell them it's, it's in a different key. It's in the happy key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's all G chords or G shaped chords. I just change the capo around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah nice, nice little trick of the trade, right? That's right. No, uh, whoops. whoops. <laughs> Avoid all the tuning headaches. Um. Just give me one um, absolute favourite artist for you right now. Who who are you really kind of digging right now? Um, look, I'd say, like, of, of, of those five, I think outside of those five that I mentioned just before, um, there's an American artist called Morgan Wade. Um, and... Um, I think the record was Wilder, Wilder Days, might have been the name of the record, um, that came out last year. Um, and that's a that's an absolute ripper of a record. Uh, it was produced by Isabel's guitarist. Um, and it's just, it's a, a yeah, that she's yeah. right up there. Like, she's going to be huge. Yeah. He's, yeah. I'm not sure who the guy was, the, his current guitarist that came out with him on his last tour that he just did. Yeah, um, Sadler? Yeah, I think it was actually. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, like how do you how do you play electric guitar in Isbell's band? Yeah, like because he's just just an sh- absolute shred lord. Yeah, um, but he holds his own, man. Like he's a great player, and like he knows how to find his place. And they all do in that band. Mm. They you know they know how to make it work. And I think that's that's the sign of a really good touring band when you see them and you're like, yeah, you know what what to do to make that song work. Yeah. Yeah. And just touch on for me, um, your songwriting process. How do you go about um putting a song together these days? Um so I've like most people, I've got um an app on my phone that is filled with uh voice memos and um I I, I don't want to update my phone because um Apple had a an app that came out in like 2016 called music memos. Um, And it's like, it comes up with all the core, the chord names. It gives you like a rough beats per minute. It had like a little fake drum kit that like, um, it was like a little AI drum kit. So if you were playing in time, it'd give you a beat. Um, But like, I've got, hundreds and hundreds of ones where, you know, I'll sit down and I'll start, um, you know, like, you know, as, as I am now and I'll just, I'll, I'll start sort of going through um, some chord progressions and I'll, I'll hum it. Um, and then if I can come up with a hook line or something like there'll be a lot of sort of improvised um, nonsense, nonsense words. Um, and I'll just, I'll, I'll, sort of let whatever is coming out come out. I won't try to edit or, or stop it. Um, and as I'm doing that, if I get something 
that I think, oh, that's good. I'll I'll hit record on the app um, and just sort of play it through as you know for as long as it needs to go. And when it finds a finish, it finds a finish. And I'll go back to the ones that I sort of really do like, and I'll you know I'll favorite them, or I'll start to you know I'll get the the yellow legal pad out, and I'll start to write down, oh, what was that line in that thing? Oh, that would make a really good second start of a second verse. Um, the I just sort of I sing it out I sing it out basically to find to find what it is unless there is you know like with cassette if there is something that is really specific that I, a, a story that I want to tell um, you know then I'll then I'll sit down I'll, I'll rework it but I try to keep the editor out of the process early on um, I think for a lot of the time early in my career. Um, I tried to edit as I was writing, as I was drafting, mm. um, which would mean that you'd never get anything done. Like I'm in a, at a stage now where um, my mentality is just finish the song. You can always go back and you can always edit and you can always, you know, work out how many syllables are going to fit there. And, you know, what am I going to change in that phrase? If it's finished as a draft, you've got more to work with. But if yep. you sort of get in your own way and say, you know, oh, no, it's got to be like this and it's got to have that feeling. For me, that doesn't work. Mm. Um, I, I, I've never written with anyone else because I, I don't, I'm pretty pig-headed. I like to do things my own way. Yep. Um, I, yeah, but you, you do whatever works for you. And, you know, sometimes it'll be I'll write down a verse and then I'll put chords to it. Other times I'll find chords first. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have have you had any of those um one AM, two AM wake ups and you've had you've got something magic? Um yeah, I've had um there was a song on the heart of the city called uh, Beast Beneath the Bed, um, which you know is about lying awake at night and you feel like when every time you close your eyes you know, when you sit on a, a remote control and the TV screen just starts to go, change channel, channel, channel. Mm. Um, I, so I had that idea in my head, but I didn't have a, I didn't have a chorus for it. And yeah, I pulled a, a Keith Richards and woke up at about two o'clock in the morning, rolled over and I had it and I knew the chords in my head and I was, I wrote it down and uh, was able to finish it. So yeah, that one's my, my, my Rolling Stones moment. Right, that's that's the go-to. Go back and listen for a good little insight there for sure. Um, mate, I'm not going to keep you too much longer. I know we could talk for another hour quite easily, especially on a on a Tuesday or a mid midweek. Um, thanks for joining us, mate. I really appreciate it. That's right. Um, we're going to have you play one more out um, if you don't mind. Um, yeah. I'm going to play one of your little live um, vids at the, at the finish. So. Um, yeah. I'll let you uh, take us to the last song. And once again, mate, thanks for coming on. Thanks for joining us. Thank um, you very much, Aaron. I really appreciate it, man. It's nice to be able to um, just chat about music and, and and like I feel it's the great uniter. Like mm. it's the thing that brings people together. A lot of the the people in my life, and I'm sure that, you know, anyone who's watching or and yourself, um, a lot of the, the important people in, in our lives are, are because of music um you know you can you can walk into a show and not know 
someone, but by the end of it, you've you've either had a handshake or a, shared a beer, or you've you've both loved that line in the song, and you know the finger comes up, and you you know suddenly you've got something that you can talk about for a long time. And I um, that's where the title of the record came from. You know, for me, that's what music is. It's something rare and beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, congratulations on the album, mate, and wish you all the best uh, for, for further gigs and hope to see you out there soon. If you uh, haven't heard of Nathan uh, Seeks, please get out there and, and check out his music. We post, we'll post a couple of links um, as we do um, in the future, uh, and please get out there and get Nathan's new album and support a, a great local artist. Congratulations, mate. Thank you very much. Um, we talked earlier about, you said, you know, top five um, and my go-to sort of songwriting uh, benchmark hero uh, is John Morland. So I thought I'd close out with a, a John Morland cover. I don't do many covers, um, which is strange because Geelong has a lot of cover bands. Uh, anyway, this is uh, Hang Me in the Tulsa County Stars by John Morland. Hang me in the Tulsa County Star Hang me in the Tulsa County Star Meet me where I land if I slip and fall too far Hang me in the Tulsa County Star Well, I don't want to come back down to earth no, I don't want to come back down to earth. My heart is growing heavy from the ever endless hurt. And I don't want to come back down to earth. Babe, I know this life can make you cold and leave you mad. Make you homesick for a home you never had. Burning out the good with all the bad So darling, let the charmers lead the room Let them drown in the Nashville moon And I want to learn exactly where you are so Hang me in the Tulsa County Star Find me in the Indian nation sky You can find me in the Indian nation sky When it feels like nothing's real And no one's standing on your side Just find me in the Indian nation sky I set ablaze the secrets I conceal Set ablaze Secrets we conceal If I can make you feel The way you make me feel Set ablaze the secrets we conceal Babe, I know This world will have the wolves outside your door 
Make you leave all you love to fight a war. Never tell you what you're dying for. So darling, let the charmers lean the room. Let them have that Nashville moon. And I want to know exactly who you are. And hang me in the Tulsa County stars. Just hang me in the Tulsa County stars. Yeah. Thank you, mate. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Um, we're going to finish off with about 40 seconds um, of a live performance from Nathan um, with a song off this track, uh, off this album, actually, song number eight, um, Measured and Waiting. I'm just going to play a little snippet from a uh, – and then a please uh, jump on YouTube, anyone that's uh, watching or listening, and, and Google this song and check out the full clip because it's a pretty powerful uh, song. Uh, so congratulations on that one too, Nate. But uh, – Thanks, Thanks again for coming on board, mate. Episode 95. Uh, maybe we can have you on, on the 100th show just as a little quick snippet somewhere along the line, mate. But uh, we'd love to have you back. Excellent. Thanks very much, man. Really appreciate no it. No problem. We'll see you soon. See ya. How good was that, uh, Nathan Seeks? All right, here we go with uh, a little snippet from Measured and Wanting. Turned away without a reason By the keepers of the gate Clutching tightly to the clipboard that heralds all our fate. You turn a different corner, then you find you're not alone. Man, there's nothing like acceptance to rock you to the bones. Well, I've been measured, I've been wanted for a hundred thousand days, but I was wrong. Everybody runs their own race So leave the pack and run along